This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And welcome again to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. This is my preview of Fulham's upcoming match at the Emirates against Arsenal. Huge match for Fulham. Huge match for Arsenal as they are playing extremely well. It's going to be a tough task for Marco Silva and the players to get something out of this match. But we'll see if they can. And uh, I have some interesting thoughts on that as we get through this preview. I'm also going to be talking a, a little bit some. I guess you could say maybe a couple more Russ's rants are, are coming up in just a few minutes as I focus a little bit on Marco Silva's presser and what that could mean for Fulham moving forward because uh, Marco keeps talking to the press. There's a way to talk to the press. And he's actually, in my opinion, he's uh, giving Fulham's dirty laundry to the press, which, again, I'm not a big fan of. I'm going to share my view on that. Huge fan of Marco Silva, but I'm not too crazy about some of the things that he's been doing lately with the press, and I'll share that in just a few minutes. Before we go on any further, I always want to say this now because I really want to establish this. Please do subscribe on our YouTube channel. Please help other Fulham supporters and other supporters of other clubs find us. Subscribe on YouTube. You'll get alerts to the show. If you don't want to subscribe on YouTube, please do subscribe on any podcast application that you would get Cottage Talk on. Again, this is just an easy way to find us if you subscribe. Okay. So let's get going. And I do want to mention before we get into my thoughts on uh, Marco Silva's press, and then, of course, a quick preview of the Arsenal match, just want to mention that, unfortunately, like I said, our, our schedules lately have not been lining up. We've not been able to do shows together that is in the process of changing. We will not have a full-time match after the Arsenal match, but once again, we will have a post-match show and that should be fun. We'll be bringing that to you 
on Sunday. So that should be fun. We'll have a post-match show of what happens Saturday night at the Emirates. Okay, so let's get going. And let's start with Marco Silva's presser today. And why I have issues with this is I love Marco Silva as a manager. I think Marco Silva and Fulham together makes sense. But here's the thing. Marco Silva talking to the press the way he's talking to the press could cause problems. Now, there are some that think it could cause problems with Marco wanting to leave. It works both ways. This could also be ticking off the cons, Alistair McIntosh. I don't know. But some of the things that he's saying to the press, it's just stuff that you should be saying to each other, that you should be keeping behind closed doors. He doesn't need to be telling us some of the stuff that he's telling us. And I just wish he would be in these press conferences just strictly vanilla, meaning don't tell us anything, tell us very little, because there's not much to gain from some of the things that are being said, except for maybe taking some heat off of you. If that's what you're trying to do, Marco, I wish you wouldn't do that. If you got issues with transfers, again, I wouldn't blame you. I want you to have more players. Keep it in-house. Keep it in-house. There's no reason to share it with the press that gets out to us, and then you have all of these issues in social media, then, of course, with the supporters just in general. No reason for it. If you got an issue, talk to the cons, talk to Alistair McIntosh, work it out. Don't do it through the press. I'm completely against that. I really am. I just don't think that Marco should be doing this. And I'll just say, please stop talking, Marco. Not in general, just the way that you are talking. Because you are doing a lot of complaining, in my opinion, on the transfer window. Again, I'm not disagreeing with what Fulham need. I think Fulham need five players. You're saying four, fine. That's fine. But you are taking it too far, and this continues to go on. And I understand that most managers do this. But I think it's counterproductive to air your dirty laundry in the media. And that's exactly what Marco's doing. And fantastic manager, no other manager I want for Fulham Football Club. But I really wish he would stop airing Fulham's dirty laundry in the press. Because then it gets to us and then it causes everything that it's causing right now. Okay? There's still time left in the window. Let's see how this all plays out. But the problem I have is that, again, I've seen supporters are are really starting to get concerned that Marco might walk. Well, I'm also, that could be, but I'm also concerned that the cons might have second thoughts on Marco, which I don't want them to have. So if there are issues there, keep it in-house, talk it out, and work out the issues. And yes, bring in the players. That would make Marco happy but he doesn't need to be telling us how he's feeling about everything in the press. I know the press loves it. I know fans like it, but there's nothing to gain from this except to possibly cause rifts between management and himself. And that's just not good. They need to be on the same page. If Fulham want to succeed, the cons, Alistair McIntosh, and, of course, Marco Silva all have to be singing the same tune. Right now, it doesn't seem like they're singing the same tune. That's what concerns me. So 
I'm going to be critical of Marco, but I'm also going to be critical of Tony here. And I want to mention this because this is actually starting to get annoying. I actually said that Tony should stop tweeting about phone, that they should take away his Twitter account. Well, I'm to the point where I'm going the exact opposite. He's going to tweet about AEW. Tony, you need to start tweeting about Fulham positively and negatively. If you're going to put yourself out there about AEW, I'm going to change my mind on this. I reserve the right to change my mind. You should be talking openly now about Fulham Football Club positively and negatively. When they win, fine. You want to congratulate. When they lose, say something as well. Be consistent. If not, then don't tweet at all. Don't tweet at all, but then don't tweet about AEW because, again, the phone supporters see all of your tweets about AEW and they think you don't care. And it does come off that way. It comes off that you only care about AEW. I have a feeling that you have been approached not to tweet often about foam. And honestly, I was one of those proponents that said, don't tweet about foam. But you know what? If you're going to tweet about AEW, you're going to have to tweet about foam. So go ahead, go at it, tweet about foam. If not, stop tweeting altogether. Like I said, I would rather than take away your Twitter account, but that's never going to happen. And I understand you wanting to tweet about AEW. I get that. But if you're going to do that, then I think you have to be consistent. I think you do have to start tweeting about Fulham. And uh, that might get you into some trouble positively or negatively in certain times, but just be consistent. If you're going to tweet about AEW, I've changed my mind on this. Tony, start tweeting about Fulham. More importantly, Tony, I'm going to say this again. Marco, Shahid, Alistair, everyone involved, start talking to each other. Have open dialogue. I'm, I'm, you probably are. And I know a lot of this has to do with the window. But if there are issues, talk about it. Please talk about it amongst yourselves. And there's no reason why it needs to be in the press. I'm a big proponent of say nothing to the press because there's so little to gain in that. I know fans will say, well, if Marco's talking, that's why we're seeing action. No, that's not why you're seeing action. You're seeing action because Fulham need players. I don't believe that at all. I, I don't believe that Fulham are reacting and getting players in because Marco's complaining to the press. I don't believe that at all. I just think that the deals are happening and they're making them happen. I don't believe him talking to the press is a good thing, the way he's doing it. And I don't think the way that Tony's handling himself on social media is good either. It works both ways. Keep all of your stuff behind the scenes when it comes to the business of Fulham Football Club. If Tony is going to tweet, if you want to tweet about Fulham, congratulate Fulham, that's great. Also, say something when they lose. Be consistent. That's my only point on that. So this is where I'm going to go on this, getting back to Marco, all of the talk to the press. So I'm going to share this with everyone right now because this is something that, again, I don't think that, he should be doing. This is just my opinion on Marco Silva because, again, he actually said something about Malpe today. Malpe is not Fulham's player. Why are you talking about a player that's not a Fulham player? I, I Again, there's for me, there's no reason to do this. So I'm going to share this with my screen. From Peter Rutzler on Twitter from The Athletic, this is what 
Silva had to say. Silva says, Mopé was close to joining, but believes, quote, he will go to another club. Also, Peter writes on William training with the club. Marco says it's a difficult situation. Quote, right now, he is not our player, unquote. Okay. So, again, I understand why Marco's bringing this up, but there's no reason to tell us this. There's no. Re- I don't need to know that we were close on Mopé. Why are you doing that? I think you're doing that basically to say, well, we're trying and someone didn't make it happen. So, again, if you're reading between the lines, I think this is a shot at the cons. And, again, we don't need that right now. We need everyone to be on the same page, okay? Why do I need to know that they were close? It makes us look bad. Why are you doing that, Marco? You don't need to make us look bad. You're a fantastic manager. I don't need to know this. I don't need to know this. We do not need to be seeing this dirty, phone laundry. That's just my opinion. Okay. Let's see. So, again, those are my thoughts on that. People might disagree with me. I'm just going to check a little bit on Twitter to see what people are saying. Let's see. This is from Steve Reynolds. Marco was frustrated and saying what the fans feel. Steve, he might be frustrated. But you know what? He should be talking to the cons about that, not through the press. I know you are a former journalist, but there's nothing to gain by doing it through the press, in my opinion. You might disagree with me. That's just how I feel. Okay, so let's see. Let's see what else we got here. So I'm going to share this from Tony Gretchen. Always look forward to your view on Fulham from across the pond. Thank you, Tony, for that. Let's see what else we got. My friend Wayne. Good evening, Russ. I hope you and your family are well. Yes, they are. Okay. Let's see what else we got. My friend Roy says, get him on your show, Russ. Now we're talking about Marco. We're talking about Tony. I would love to get both of them on. I can tell you right now that's highly unlikely to happen. I have actually tried several times to get Tony on the show, and it's just unfortunately not been able to happen. I actually had Tony on several years ago, and we've just not been able to make it work to have him come back on Cottage Talk. I would like that. Obviously, I would like to have the full manager on, but I don't see that happening. So I just don't see that happening. Let's see what Wayne has to share. This is from Wayne Walden. Tony Khan just let Marco Silva do the transfer business. Okay. Let's see. I see what you're going on. That You want Marco to do the business. It's actually a collaborative effort. And uh, we'll see what happens, Wayne. I actually think a bunch of players are going to come in. And I'll view the transfer window once it's ended. But, you know, listen, I understand why fans are extremely disappointed right now with what's going on with Fulham with the transfer window because they need players. I've said they need five players. Marco says four. I want a striker a central midfielder to back up Paulina, two wingers, and a left back. That's a lot, but that's what I'm hoping that we see. I, again, I want two wingers. We'll, we'll see what happens there. But I have a feeling that we're going to see several players come through the door, but the frustration is that they're not coming. Listen, I'm as frustrated as anyone else. And I just think that when it comes to management, when it comes to the manager, I just, you know, again, there are things that you could say to the press without having to say it. You can talk to the press without telling them anything. And I just wish, again, it's just my cup of tea is not Marco's. Marco likes to talk to the press and tell them what's going on. Be honest. In some ways, I respect that. 
I just would rather him keep it in-house. That's all. That's all I'm going on this because I think that it can cause problems long-term when you're, it shows that, that you are in a dysfunctional family. Maybe they are, but again, we don't need to be seeing that because they need to work out their issues and get the players in and all be on the same page. That's the bottom line because we want to see Fulham succeed. I'm sure everyone agrees with me on that. And part of that starts with the ownership, the management, the coaching staff, and the players. Everyone needs to be singing the same tune. When you're not singing the same tune, that's when issues arise. And I want Marco Silva to be the head coach of Fulham for a very long period of time. I want the cons to own Fulham Football Club for a long period of time. If they're having issues, keep it in-house. That's my only point. Just keep it in-house, work out the issues, get in the players, and let's move on and let's have a great season. That's just the way I view it. I don't like talking to the press the way that I've seen it. I just don't like it. That's just me. Because I think it causes more problems. That, again, right now, they don't need more problems. They need solutions. Okay. Coming up next, I'm going to take a short preview of this upcoming match for Fulham against Arsenal. Okay. Now, to finish up this abbreviated episode of Cottage Talk, just going to share my thoughts on Arsenal. And the one thing I will say, I've been very impressed with Arsenal. In fact, I believe I actually predicted Arsenal to come in second this season, which might surprise some. But I really believe in Arsenal. I I think that this has been coming with them. I'm I'm a believer in Mikel Arteta. I think they have built a solid club. And now you're seeing it. I think that you see a lot of similarities to Man City. And that, to me, is the progression of Arteta as a manager and the players buying into what Arteta wants. So I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of that at the Emirates on Saturday. You're going to see that style of play. You're going to see that 4-2-3-1. You're going to see a team that is going to get after Fulham. So it's going to be a, a tough task. But you know what? I think Fulham are up for it. And my thought, and I've been talking about this, Fulham should not go into any match afraid. They should play with no fear. They should go to the Emirates thinking we can get all three points. Now, that might be unlikely to some, but the players, Marco, everyone should have the attitude, we're going there to win. Not to get a point, but to win. To play with freedom, in control, and play your game, play your strategy, but play Fulham football, meaning play on the front foot. They're going to have the ball the majority of the time, but when you have the ball, you need to be aggressive. And you need to be aggressive throughout the match. Do not give them this respect, because I think the problem over the years that many teams give the big clubs too much respect. Do not give Arsenal too much respect. They deserve respect, just like any other club, but you need to go there, in my opinion, to the Emirates thinking we're going to win, we're going to play our game, we're going to take our spots, and we're going to score goals. And we're going to limit Arsenal to doing what they want to do. We're not going to let them dictate to us. We're going to make them play our game. That, to me, is how you win this game. That, to me, is what it's about. And that's going to go to my three keys to victory. First things first, 
And again, I think this is going to be a constant theme with Fulham. Get that first goal. If you can get that first goal, you can really dictate how this match is going to go. And if they can find a way to get that goal, then Fulham can really be in decent shape. And this is, I'm talking about not getting a draw, getting a victory. Second key would be similar to my other keys to victory in the last show. It goes to pressing Arsenal and not letting them get settled in. Pressing them, do not let them dictate to Fulham how this match is being played. Fulham dictate how this match is being played. They might have the ball, but it'll be on Fulham's terms. That, to me, is how you win this match. And finally, as I said in the last show, I think a bad strategy against a team like Arsenal is to play the ball from the back. Just do not even bother with that. Kick it long to Mitro. Kick it in the channels. Go against what Arsenal wants you to do. They want you to play it out from the back. Don't do it. Those are my three keys to victory. And, of course, I spelled victory wrong, so there you go with a nice Goldman to get us going. It wouldn't be a show without me giving everyone a nice Goldman there. So, oh, well, that's that's what I get for trying to uh, rush putting together a show. There we go. Three keys to victory. Okay. So other things I want to mention, I want to share some thoughts on what I've um, – saw from whoscore.com. So I'm going to share some details from whoscore.com and get what they're thinking about this match as well. So I'm going to share with my screen one more time, just some thoughts from whoscore.com. And that'll be a way before we go into our preview of this match. So this is from whoscore.com. So if you see it right here, strengths and weaknesses, and you're going to see that there are a ton of strengths for Arsenal. But there are some some interesting strengths with Fulham as well. Stealing the ball from the opposition, creating scoring chances, attacking down the wings, defending set pieces, aerial duels. These are all strengths of Fulham. But if you look at the strengths of Arsenal, finishing scoring chances, attacking set pieces, creating long shot opportunities, defending set pieces, that's going to be key here. They're very strong on that. That could be an issue for Fulham because Fulham need to capitalize on a set piece. Creating chances through individual skill, creating scoring chances, attacking down the wings, and aerial duels. They're strong in aerial duels. Fulham are strong in aerial duels. So we'll be going head-to-head on that. The weaknesses, they have a weakness in avoiding individual errors. So do Fulham, but Fulham also have weaknesses keeping possession of the ball, projecting the lead, that's a big one, and avoiding offside. So, obviously, Arsenal should be favorites in this match. There's no question about that. They definitely should be. But that doesn't mean that Fulham don't have a chance to get something out of this match. I truly believe that they do. So, before I give my prediction, if you're watching live, feel free to share your prediction. I'm going to share what the prediction is for Whoscored.com. So I'm just going to share again my desktop. So just give me a second and I will share that with everyone so we could see exactly what Whoscored.com is predicting. I know what they're predicting. I don't like what they're predicting, but
but I'm going to share it anyways. So let me go there right now. Let's see here. So here we go. So this gives you a look at both playing a 4-2-3-1. Listen, they've got some fantastic players. Jesus is on fire. you got Saka. Martinelli, these are all very good players. Odegaard, these are all high-quality players that Fulham are going against. High quality. So here's the prediction. So whoscored.com is predicting Arsenal 3-0. I understand why they're doing that. I understand why many Arsenal supporters are predicting 3-0. I'm not going to go there. I'm I'm not going there at all, to be honest with you. So, again, if you're watching live, feel free to share your prediction of this match. Let's see if we have any other predictions. Okay, let's see. Let's see. This is from Isaac. Isaac says, we're going to beat Arsenal. Isaac, I hope you're right. I don't know if I'm going to go there. Let's see. Let's see what my friend Wayne has to say. Marco Silva has got phone playing outstanding football. You're right about that. You are totally right about that. Let's see. I'm going to share this comment from Simon. It would be good to know the FFP limits we are working on too, but I guess that needs to be kept secret during negotiations. Probably, Simon. That's Again, we don't know everything. And I'm glad that you brought up FFP. That could be what's going on here. Fulham might have to make deals because of FFP restrictions. That might be causing some of the problems in the transfer window. And listen, I understand as a manager, Marco Silva just wants the players in. I, I get that. But there are business issues that go along with this. And it just isn't as simple as saying, well, we want the player. We'll just make it happen. I've said that with certain players, but I'm glad that you brought up FFP because that could be a factor in all this. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to end the show with my prediction. Let's see, let's see what Wayne is saying. Wayne is saying Fulham win 2-1. to one. Let's see. Scott Katz says Arsenal 2-1 to one. Fulham can put up a fight, but the quality and energy of Arsenal may be too much for Fulham to cope with. Scott Cat, you might be right. We'll see what happens. I actually like Fulham's chances to get something out of this match. And the reason why I feel that way is they are playing with no fear. They're going to go to the Emirates thinking that they can get something out of this. I'm actually going to go with a 2-2 draw. That's going to be my prediction. I'm predicting a 2-2 draw. And again, maybe some might think that's far-fetched. But I think 3-0 is Really, I think that's too much. I think that's too much. I understand why there are some supporters of Arsenal saying 3-0. I get that, or some supporters of other side. But sorry, I'm going to go 2-2. Simon here says 2-2 as well. So I'm going to go 2-2. I'm going to say Fulham are going to get a draw. Okay, great. All right, well, listen, as always, thank you everyone that watches and listens the show. We will have other co-hosts doing the show with me sooner than later. Again, I just wanted to do a show. And uh, more often than not, we will have co-hosts. It's been a tough beginning of this new season to get everyone on the same page at the same time to do shows. But I wanted to do a show tonight. I wanted to give a 25-minute show, which I did. So, And again, I just want to say thank you to all of the Fulham supporters that have watched and listened Cottage Talk for 11 
years now. It's been 11 years of Cottage Talk. It's amazing. I'm very lucky that I'm still doing this. I'm lucky that I do it with some great people, and it's been wonderful to do. But I wouldn't be continuing to do this if it wasn't for you. I'm talking about the phone supporter who still watches, still listens. So I'll say it one more time. Thank you. And we're going to have many more shows. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cottage Talk. My name is Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.